Hey guys, welcome to the first ever Super Rugby preview show, trying something a little bit different here as a new way to sort of expand the podcast and talk a little bit of code, and I'm hoping to get a few lads on the show throughout the year, so if you are keen, reach out um, and I'll get you on the show. But speaking of lads, I do have a very good lad who has given up his time to co-host the show for the whole season. It is Tom Marshall. Sup, horse? Oh, Thanks, mate. I didn't know I was uh, roped into the whole season there, but uh, <laughs> hey, mate. Um, no, it's a good excuse to watch a bit of footy, I suppose. <laughs> You're in for the year, mate. <laughs> but we'll start with the comp itself, um, mate. Uh, first game's postponed, uh, even though they're in a bubble. Not a great start for the comp. You'll be all over that. Your comp in Japan seems to be in absolute shambles. How's this comp going to be any different? Yeah, it's a tough one, eh? With with COVID situations, like as you said, over in Japan, it's um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a bit of a shambles. Um, the the rules for us at the moment is if you can't field a team, then um, it's an automatic default and five points to the other team. So um, it's it's pretty harsh, but um, the competition is moving forward, and uh, regardless of COVID, there there, there will be uh, an outcome at the end. Um, for for the Moana games, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure how that works. Like, if the Blues pick up the five points this week, or what's the story there? Now it just says it's been postponed, so I'm guessing they're going to have to make that game up somewhere along the line. But um, if there's any more, surely they're going to have to start um, rewarding the team that doesn't have the COVID, like um, they do over there. Yeah, I def- yeah, I definitely think um, there'll be a few interruptions throughout the season, but hopefully, um, you know they. They're clean enough to to crack on um, and and get through as many games as possible. Hundred percent. Well, we will go through all the games and we will give our prediction. And we've both highlighted a player from each side that we're pretty interested to watch throughout the year and this week. So, um, and then we'll finish with a little bit of insight into our fantasy sides. And if you haven't signed up to fantasy rugby yet, head over to sportsdeck.com. We think we found a good fantasy rugby. Um, and join the Woodlad group, uh, jump in there and um, have a little bit of fun while watching Super Rugby this year. But first game was going to be the Blues versus Moana. Um, if this game did go ahead, mate, who were you picking? I had the Blues on top, 13 plus in this game. Um, I just think the Blues look really, really good on paper this year. Um, I think they, they were good last season and you know they've retained the majority of their squad and um, a couple of new signings, so I think it was a tough ask for Moana first up. Hundred percent, I had Blues by fifty. I thought it was going to be a 50. absolute hiding. Moana looked <laughs> Moana looked pretty disappointing in the preseason. Um, Blues looked pretty sharp, like you said. They've got a really strong side on paper. Um, I think it's going to be a tough year for Moana, even though they do have some really good players in their squad. Um, bringing a team together to compete in Super Rugby and it is sort of the guys who have missed out on New Zealand teams. I feel like it is going to be a tough year for them but who's the player that you've highlighted from the Blues? I've got Roger Tuia Vasquez Sheck. Obviously all eyes will be on him at the moment. Um, It'll be interesting first and foremost to see where he lines up. Um, A few whispers of him at 12 which will be bloody exciting outside Bodie potentially inside Rico, um, you know it's going to be. It's, I think it's just a matter of how quickly he he can pick up the game. Um, he's he's going to be world class eventually. It just be 
how long it takes them to get there. Yeah. Do you see him as an All Black this year? Yeah, I do. I, th- I think um, I think he'll pick it up re- really quickly, and um, I think he'll he's good enough to dominate the Super Rugby, and um, I think it'll be very difficult for the All Black selectives to leave him out. Mm, it's going to be interesting. Eh? His late footwork is going to be nice at the line, um, carrying at twelve and. Good ball playing option. It's just going to be how quickly you can pick up the intricacies of the game, um, the breakdown. I've heard him talking about how hard he found that in the preseason, just the little things about ball placement and cleaning out. Um, they're going to be the things that you don't want to be struggling with if you're um, playing an international for the All Blacks. So um, as soon as he picks up those, um, yeah, like you say, I think he's going to be pretty freakish once he gets the hang of it. Um, what about for Moana? Moana. Uh, big Jim, oh, Tava Tava Nawai. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him get get an opportunity at the next level. Um, absolute unit. One of these blokes that are, you know, he's not very tall, but he's made of absolute concrete and just goes so hard. Like there's no no sign of a handbrake into any contact collision, no matter what size the person is. So. Um, yeah, he's one to definitely keep an eye on. Or if you're playing against him, probably... Uh, avoid. <laughs> avoid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, my two, I've gone for Mark Talia. I feel like everyone's talking about the rest of the Blues back line. Um, he is, I feel, one of the most underrated players in New Zealand. Very good defensive winger, as you found out, um, playing for the Marco this year. Um, and unreal on attack, great footwork, hard man to tackle, and really good work rate understands the game well. I'm looking for a big year from him. He was struck with injury late in the NPC this year, so looking forward to seeing him back out there, fully fit, ready to go. Um, and McClutchy, Lincoln McClutchy, who I thought had a massive season for Hawke's Bay, really drove that side round well. I think he'll be the first choice 10 for them this year, and I'm um, looking forward to seeing what, what he can do in that 10 jersey. Uh, next game, Waratahs versus the Drua. Who are you picking in this one? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I was looking at both the lineups, and to be honest, I, I was didn't know too many players there. So I think it's a come on, do your research. <laughs> it's a bit of a fresh start for the Waratahs, um, which is exciting. Yeah. And obviously, they drew a new team to the competition. So you know, I, I haven't seen too many of those boys run around. So um, I've just got the notepad out for this game, taking notes on. Uh, who to watch for the round two? <laughs> Fair enough, but I think um, I think the Tars will be a little bit too good. They should have the overall overall a bit more experience at this level. So I've gone Tars and a close one, one to twelve. Mm, nice. Okay, I've gone Waratahs thirteen plus. I've been talking to Dave Parecki, good London Irish lad, who has convinced me that they're a new side this year and they have some of the best attack in the comp. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, and looking forward to seeing big Jeff Cridge, who was at the Hurricanes, always struck with injury, um, really talented player, played massive season for Hawke's Bay this year. He's headed, headed over to the Waratahs and looking forward to seeing how he goes over there. Who have you got, anyone? I'm looking forward to seeing how Baden Kerr goes. Um, oh, yeah. Probably the, the best white battler going around New Zealand rugby, I think <laughs> I saw somewhere that he hung up his boots and out of nowhere he's in the Fijian Drua team. It's it's unbelievable and um, I'm sure there's a lot of other fellow white battlers around the country that's looking forward to seeing him leading the Drua team around the park. 
100%. He'll have some freakish Fijian talent around him, so uh, the way he guides them is going to probably be a massive part of their success, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, too right. Okay, next game, Chiefs versus the Highlanders. Now, um, these New Zealand derbies are always a massive match, and um, this one looks pretty nice on paper. Who are you going? Yeah, it does. I really like the Chiefs this year. I think um, they've been building for the last couple of years. They've got some young players coming through that are a little bit more experienced. Um, then they've got um, some old players back, and the likes of Brady Retallick, um, a fully fit Sam Kane, which which will give them a bit more leadership and a bit more grunt in the pack. So uh, I think the Chiefs will be too good, and I've actually got them on top 13+. plus. Oh, 13-plus, that's a huge call. I thought yeah. this game was almost completely 50-50. Like you say, you've you've made a good uh, case about the Chiefs. Um, obviously some good players there, young ones, and returning superstars. But um, I just think all the New Zealand teams are so close. All the sides have a good squad. Um, they're all coached really well, all coached quite similarly. Um, and even the, all the environments, by the sounds of it, everyone's really happy in the environments. So... Um, I think games like this are going to just come down to big moments. Um, it might be a referee's decision. Remembering back to Ben O'Keefe's podcast where he mentioned that almost 30 decisions in a game could go either way. So um, when you when you look at it like that, you get the most of those um, on your side. You're probably going to win these games um, in these New Zealand derbies. I feel like the teams are just so evenly matched. But for that, I'm going to go Chiefs 1-12 to though, but I do think it's going to be really close. Fair enough. And in that game, there's also a couple of good matchups. Um, one that stood out for me was uh, Alex Nankerville versus Tully Pyre. A couple of Tasman lads, both at 13 this weekend. Good to see Nankerville get an opportunity um, for the Chiefs first up. And great to see Tully Pyre, who is a quality player who's had a shocking run with injury. Uh, great to see him back out there. He's looking fit. And, mate, you obviously played with both of them um, for Tasman this year. What do you make of this matchup? Yeah, yeah, no, both absolutely quality players and both bring a little bit of something different to the table. Um, Tilly Pye, yeah, he he was unfortunate with Tasman. He got a pretty early season-ending injury, so he hasn't played a lot of footy and um, he'll be fit and rearing to go. But what I have seen of him is he's a big physical lad and he communicates well and he understands the game really well. So I think he... He'll be uh, a really big impact on this Hollanders squad, and I think he'll be a, a good starting player moving forward. And obviously, uh, Nankerville, you know, he's he's a seasoned uh, chief. He's, he's been around here. I'm sure he's involved in their leadership group, and he plays plays his, this heart on his sleeve every week. So that it's a good old Tassie battle in the midfield there to start off with. Hundred mm, percent. And what what matchup have you got from this game? Joshuani versus Mitchell Hunt. Um, a couple of old teammates going head to head. Mitch Hunt was lucky enough to play with him at Tasman and, you know, he's a world-class 10 and, um, you know, he was fighting for competition with Joshua last year. So I think um, Josh will have a bit of a point to prove with a, a new move to the Chiefs. He'll he'll want to make a big statement and, you know, what it's well, I, I personally know what it's like coming up against your old team. You always want to put your best foot forward. So I think he, he's in for a big game this weekend. Mm, nice matchup. Looking forward to that one as well. Next game is one of my favourite games of all time, Crusaders versus the Canes. It's the early final for me. Um, I'm picking the Canes 1-12, to but I'm guessing you'll be going your old teammates. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I think the Crusaders will be too good. Um, I do think it'll be close. It looks like a an unreal fixture on paper, and as you said, it's always always a bit of a ding dong derby. But um, I've gone Crusaders one to twelve. And what matchup have you gone in this game? Again, it's the battle of the tens. I'm looking forward to the two to two young and up and coming tens of New Zealand rugby. I think like potentially one of them, if not both of them, potential. Up and coming All Blacks. Um, Burke had a really good season in the Mitre 10 Cup, and I'm sure he'll be looking forward to taking that next step and under a bit of guidance from Moanga and a good pack and the Crusaders and awesome coaching staff. Like there's there's no better there's no better place to improve your game. And then that Ruben Love, obviously, we all saw what he could do last year. Um, kind of a little bit at fullback last year, um, so it's nice to see him in the 10 jersey. At the Hurricanes, he's he's got the the nod to start off with, so it'll be um, interesting to see if he can hold on to that starting position throughout the season. And if he can, he's definitely um, one to watch in the future. Mm, it's going to be a massive matchup to the outcome of that game, I think. But the matchup I've gone for is the two superstars from either side: Will Jordan versus Geordie Barrett. Both absolute guns. Um, love watching both of them play. Very different styles. Um, Geordie's so physical, dominant in the air. Will just so electric and loves a try. So really looking forward to see how these two come back after their preseason, um, which was obviously pretty short, having the extended All Black break. But um, they've both been rushed back into the starting lineups, and looking forward to seeing them go. And another matchup, just a bonus, is just to give the big shout out to the new Nelson Rugby Football Club man. Pablo Matera, looking forward to seeing him go around for the Crusaders. Up against Devin Flanders, someone who I rate very, very highly. Speaking of future All Blacks, I think he is going to be one. What do you make of that one? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Pablo. I'm sure a lot of a lot of New Zealand's interested to see how, how he goes. I'm sure there's been a few mixed emotions about people saying, oh, what are they doing bringing over a foreign player when we've got young up and coming players coming through but I think it's the complete opposite I think what he will give to New Zealand rugby will help the experience and the guidance that he can give to the the fellow players around him will will be priceless and I think um, he's going to tear up the Super Rugby this year he's an outstanding player You've always been a big fan of him I remember you picking him him in your fantasy team since you were about 10 Yeah yeah, no, he's, he's been around a while Tackle breaks, line breaks, gets through a ton of work. So, um, no, he's definitely straight into my squad again this year. (laughs) And the next game, Reds versus Rebels. Um, Teams have just come out. I've got Reds 13-plus in this one. I think they're going to be the best Australian side, like what they're doing, um, like their squad. Um, I think they're a really nice, balanced squad on paper. So looking forward to seeing them go. What's your prediction? Yeah, I agree. I think they've, they've been building nicely over the last couple of seasons. They've got a, a good young squad, which will be better for the experience over the last couple of years. And they seem to have a pretty good coaching staff um, in the likes of Thorny. But um, I just don't think they're good enough to put put away any any teams yet. So I think they'll they'll just sneak ahead one to twelve. Mm, fair enough. Player to watch, I've gone for big Taniela Tupo. Just what he brings to a game, so much X-Factor, such a hard man to tackle because he's so explosive. And obviously his scrummaging's gone really well as well. 
Um, the other one I'm looking out for is Stacey Illy, who played for Hawke's Bay, had a really good year for them this year. He's gone over to the Rebels, a little bit like Jeff Credge, and um, looking forward to seeing what sort of impact he has for the Aussie sides. Anyone stand out for you? Yeah, I've gone for Jordan Pattaya. Um, he's an absolute freak of a rugby player. He's been around for a couple of seasons now. I think he's he's had a few few injuries which have kept him out, but he, he's still only young. He's only 21 years old, and I think he's got a massive future. Um, I see that he's been named on the wing this weekend, which is interesting, as uh, I would have thought he would look be very good at 13. But, um, yeah, so he, he's, he's definitely one to watch on the wing for me this weekend. And I've also gone for the old workhorse, Hodge. You love your white uh, battlers. I love my white battlers. Um, you know, he can kick it from 60. Um, <laughs> he's a great player to watch. He's always he's always exciting, erratic as anything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> he, he's one to keep an eye on. Oh, I like it. Okay, in the last game, Brumbies versus the Force. Unfortunately, the teams haven't come out, which is one of the shit things about rugby when you're playing fantasy rugby they need to name the teams earlier so we don't have to scramble around make it like league team naming tuesday everyone's happy and we can get stuck into our sides 100 percent um you should probably get onto that yeah who do i talk to i need to ring up the nzru or something there's no reason why the teams can't be named earlier like everyone knows it. all the players know it they just hide it from the media for no reason it it breaks me yeah Absolute nightmare for us poor fantasy fantasy rugby players starting up all hours trying to find teams. But for your prediction, who have you, who have you got on this one? Uh, prediction, I've gone Brumbies. I think it will be close. I've gone Brumbies 1-12. to 12. Yeah, me too actually. Um, don't know too much about either sides, but going off last year's form, I thought Brumbies were one of the better Australian sides and I think the squad looks pretty similar. So um, I think they're going to be... One of the better sides um, this year as well. Uh, player I've highlighted is Nick White. He's got great game management, long box kick. You? Um, I've gone for Pete Samo. Look out for him at the, the back base of the scrum. Uh, absolute explosive athlete. Um, great fantasy rugby player too. Yeah. Beats defenders, line breaks. Not afraid of a bit of a meat pie, so he's one to keep an eye on. Not a bad shout. And for the force I've gone for... Ex-Kiwi legend, Richard Kahui. Can't believe he's still going around and still playing so well. It's awesome to see. Who have you gone? Oh, I've gone the other ex-Kiwi legend, <laughs> Jeremy Thrush. Oh, what a lad. <laughs> the, the same, exactly the same thing. I can't believe he's still going around. I don't know who's older out of those two, but a couple of good Kiwi lads trotting around, keeping the, the force alive. It's good stuff. And I know someone who's even older than both of them, Ben May, playing his 100th game for the Hurricanes. I forgot to mention it earlier, but, mate, that is some achievement that he's still going around playing his 100th game for the Canes. How good, eh? Unbelievable. He um, he actually came and coached me when he was at the Marcos. I think I must have been probably 12. <laughs> and he was playing at the Marcos and he was coaching me when I was at Nelson College, so... I mean, that shows you how old he is because I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous that he's still going and still got the goods. But that pretty much wraps up the um, round. Now we'll get into our fantasy rugby sides. Um, if you aren't playing fantasy rugby, like I said at the start, I'll, I'll leave a link in the description if you want to give it a go. Um, pause this podcast now and come sign up for the season. Good bit of fun. Um, fantasy rugby, who have you gone? Starting at your props. 
props, I have gone Tanaya Tupo and Alan Alatoa. Nice. Um, spent a little bit of extra money on Tupo at 147k. It's quite pricey for a prop. Um, considering really the only way you can get points is making meters and scoring tries, but that's exactly what Tanayala does. So I've uh, I've put him in there. Yeah, me too. I've I've forked out for him as well. But I think that's important the the scoring of this fantasy rugby. It is really attack heavy, hard to lose points, very kicker heavy. You need to get as many kickers in your squad as possible, but also runners. You don't get many points for tackles. You almost lose them if you miss them. So um, you want to have ball runners, tackle breakers, line breakers. And like you said, that's exactly what Taniela Tupo does. But my other props are Tyrell Lomax and I've got Angus Tarvel on my bench. Um, I don't want to be changing my props too much. So I'm hoping that I can just leave those three in there for the whole season and then I can play matchups with more important positions like goal kickers, etc. Okay, cool. Who have you gone at hooker? Hooker, I've gone Almoa. Um, I did initially have Cody Taylor, but um, after having a look at the team sheet, I made a quick change to Almoa just because he's explosive. He's kind of like Tanaleo Tupo, um, except the hooker version. So I'd expect him to pick up a few line breaks and, and certainly a few tries throughout the season. 100%. I've done the same. You're right on already. Team's looking strong. What about at lock? At lock, I've gone Brody Retallick and Scott Barrett. Nice. I've gone Retallick and James Blackwell. Yeah, quite cheap, the locks. I guess they probably won't pick up too many points, but I thought at 125k for Brody Retallick, that's that's dirt cheap. Yeah, it's just so hard for him to get points, isn't it? Because he's got to make a shitload of tackles to get (laughs) points. And uh, he doesn't. He's not a huge carrier of the football. Um, that's sort of why I've gone Blackwell. I know he's he's carrying pr- pretty much every pod, um, accelerating into that line. So I'm sure he'll get, gradually pick up a few meters. Um, loose forwards. Who have you gone? Loose forwards. I've gone Shannon Frizzell, Adi Sevier, and Pablo Matera. We've got very similar sides, actually. I thought Big Pablo was probably one of the buyers of the round at 125k. Like. Oh. Dirt cheap, big carrier, beats defenders. As I, as I've said, <laughs> you love Pablo. It's bound to get bound to get points. Oh, I love Pad. Like bit of a grub as well. <laughs> well yeah, I've gone Shannon Frizzell, Adi Savier as well. But at eight, I've um, gone Gareth Evans. He was speaking of dirt cheap. He was sixty two thousand starting at eight. Great player. I think he's going to be a wee cash cow for me to potentially upgrade later in the season. Um, at nine, I've gone Tate McDermott. I've splashed out a little bit here, 312K. Um, but speaking of nines, I didn't think there was too many nines who were as attack-heavy as he is. Loves a snipe, loves a line break, loves a try. And just with the Reds' start to the season, I feel like they've got the easiest matchups out of everyone. So um, I have loaded my site up with Reds a little bit. And I've got Jamie Booth on the bench. Um, looking forward to seeing him get back out there. Who have you got? Yeah, interesting. Um, I've gone for Jamie Booth. Um, I'm just kind of looking for a nine that can score a try, really. It's quite hard to um, get points otherwise. So I think Jamie Booth loves running the ball, and I'm sure he'll pick up a few tries from the inside with the injury of TJ. I think he's out for a a few weeks. So he's my nine to start off with, and um, 
we'll see how the, the season goes. Yeah, I think he's he's a great buy at sixty eight thousand, almost a must um, as a running nine. Fly half. So have you gone at ten? At ten, I've gone Joshuani for this this weekend's game. Um, initially, I would have looked to have Bowden Barrett in, I think. Yeah, me but, too. Um, with the Blues cancellation, I've put in Joshuani, goal kicker, attacking 10, um, playing against his old club, as as I mentioned. I, I think he's in for a, a big round this week. Mm, nice. Fair enough. I've gone James O'Connor, another red, um, I think, his running game. He'll be kicking goals. I feel like they might put up a big score this weekend. Um, so um, I've gone him. A um, little bit around the early run as well. I feel like they have the easier matchups. But I will be looking to upgrade him to either Bodie or Richie. Um, I feel like that at the end of the season, you want probably those two as your tens. So um, the sooner rather than later, I'll be getting them when they're back in there. What about at twelves for you or centers? Yeah, in the centers, I've gone Jordan Patea and Fatuli Paya, both freakish players. I think both beat defenders, both bout, bound to get line breaks. Um, Patea on the wing, actually, probably. A good thing, I think, in fantasy rugby, he'll probably get a few more metres, maybe be on the end of some tries that potentially he wouldn't have been. Um, and Fatuli Pai at 58k, I mean, how cheap. Oh, you've got to have Fatuli Pai if you are playing fantasy rugby at 58,000. Absolute steal. The other one I've gone is Peter Umanga Jensen. This kid loves running a hard line, loves a line break, loves a tackle break. So big and so strong. Looking forward to seeing him have a massive season. Only at 124k, that is another steal. I've tried to balance my side with either real cheap cash cows or um, guys who I think are going to stay there for the year and spend a little bit more. So um, Peter Umo Jensen is probably one of my only mid-rangers at 100,000, but all the rest are pretty much either really expensive or under 70,000. Um, outside backs, who have you gone? Um, start off with, I think, every super rugby fantasy team needs to have Jordan Barrett in their squad. Um, he's expensive, 560k, but as a goal kicker and as a fullback and as a player that's going to start pretty much every week, I think he's a set and forget. Um, and he's got my armband on this week as well. Oh, me too. Um, the rest of the guys have got Will Jordan in there as well. Again, expensive, but for for the same reasons, you know, he's, he scores tries, he, he makes line breaks, and he's probably going to play out of those crusade out of that crusader team. He's probably the most nailed on to start every week in the outside backs. So I've got him in there as well, and me old mate Reese Hodge, the good old white battlers in there. I'm hoping that he manages to grab a hold of the kicking tee yeah. and hits a few long ranges for an easy eight, eight points would be nice. Mate, if he's got the kicking tee, I'll be buying him next week. But my other, I've gone Geordie, I've gone Will Jordan. I think they're absolute must if you if you want guns and your um, outside backs who do get most of the points, let's be honest. And the other one I've gone for is Josh Timu. He really impressed me in the trials, actually. I thought he was looking very sharp, so stoked to see him on the wing. Um, at 55000 well, you don't get any cheaper than that. Um, I think he is going to go up in money as soon as the um, prices change, which I think is round three, so looking forward to that. But, mate, fantasy rugby, outsides are pretty similar, but we've got a few differences, but I think I've got you covered for the first few rounds anyway. 
Mm, first few rounds are always the, the toughest, eh? Yeah. I think uh, once once you get a handle of the teams, particularly with these the new teams in there, Moana and, and Fiji and Drua, there'll definitely be a few boys that I'll be looking to pick up in those squads, I think, throughout the season. Mm, I would imagine that Drua would have a few guys who will be fantasy heavy, um, tackle breaks, line breaks, offloads. Um, some of those Fijian boys will absolutely relish that. It might not be the best decision to run, but they'll probably break four or five tackles on the way and pick up a heap of points. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. What's the what's the prize for this Waterlagged Fantasy Rugby Comp? By the way, yeah, that's a great question. Um, we'll see how many people enter and uh, maybe maybe a signed um, NEC jersey straight off winning the competition oh, oh, oh. from COVID withdrawals. Green rocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Big things to play for. A couple of predictions before we finish, though. A um, couple of competitions we're probably going to look to run this year. A niggle goat of the year. Who are you backing? Lots of mentions came in for Coles, um, Quinn Strange, the Ioani brothers. Uh, I know th- you're you're rating Pablo a little bit. Um, Brody Retallick. There's heaps of guys who love the niggle. Who are you? Who's your money on? Oh, yeah, it's a it's a tough one. I I, do, I find it very hard to go past Colesy. <laughs> um, I can just envision him on the bench for potentially 50, 60 minutes just getting absolutely fired up and then running an absolute muck in the last 20, fish hooks, you know, all sorts. Um, so I think he'll be he'll be a tough man to, to peg back on the Niggle Goat Award, but I, I am interested to see Pablo. Yeah. I know he's he's a very feisty man. You, you watch him play for Argentina and he's, he's right into it. So we've got a heap of questions around top try score. Who do you reckon is going to be the top try score this year? Yeah, top try score for me, I think um, Will Jordan this year um, knows his way to the try line. Will probably play most weeks unless injury, um, and, and a team Crusaders score a lot of tries. So I think he's a he's a great shout for the top try scorer. Yeah, smart money has to be on Will Jordan, mate. That kid can. Score a try from anywhere. Someone I was quite interested in was Celicia Arce, but surprised to see him not even featuring the 23 for the Canes this week. He, I thought this was going to be his year. He was going to explode onto the scene and um, score tries from everywhere. He does love a try, but um, Jonty's going to have to wait a few weeks to see if he can get a run. <laughs> Last question, what we're going to do is we're going to do a lad of the year. This is going to be for the best player in the comp who we think is the MVP pretty much. So who are you backing for that? Well, everyone loves a try scorer, so I think it's going to be another big season for Will Jordan. Not a bad shout. I had him on my list. Also think Geordie is a great shout. He's carried the Canes for the last couple of years. So influential. Um, his form in the end of year tour was massive. I also think Bodie's going to be a really good shout this year. Um, I think he's going to return to some of his best form in that Blues back line, um, and we will see a massive year from him. And the other one you can't go past when it comes to lad of the year is Richie Mawanga. He has been the best player in Super Rugby for the last three or four years, and I think it will be no different once he returns back from his extended all-back break. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, those are all, all great shouts. Um, I'm looking at someone from the the Blues as well. I think Zahn Sullivan. I think he's got a big year ahead of him. You know, in an all star lineup, um, this would be his second year of Super Rugby. 
He's got a massive left boot. Um, you know, he's going to be around some quality players, and I think the Blues are going to have a big year this year. So I think he's he's a, a bit of a dark horse to keep an eye on. Bolter, like it. All Blacks, end of your tour. Very good. Anyway, mate, that wraps it up. Um, cheers for coming on. Looking forward to watching the first week of Super Rugby. Good to have some code back on the TV. and um, Yeah. No worries, mate. I'm um, looking forward to winning this um, Water Lads prize pack at the end of the year. <laughs> the NEC jersey. <laughs> <laughs> How good. All right. Cheers, mate.